live. What's going on, people? This is the Real Talk Real Walk family, and we are back again with yet another episode. Come on. That's it. Another episode full of juice, energy, and character. Oh, yeah. Another episode to disturb your SoundCloud, Apple, or your Spotify. Another episode to bring forth abundance of wisdom. Hallelujah. Another episode where we will rain down with knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Another episode of Crinkum Crankum. Crinkum Crankum. Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And we are the Real Talk Real Walk family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however or wherever you are listening. Hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Right, guys, what's going on, man? I feel like we ain't had a catch-up in a while, man. <laughs> I know I know, E-Man's been a bit distant on the socials. Ora's <laughs> living their living best life as always. <laughs> I'm, prep, I'm prepping for, uh, for birthdays. For birthdays, as in like yeah. motives? No, no, all right. There's a few big birthdays um, this year for for her hubby and. Oh yeah, it's actually me. I've actually. Oh, it's you. <laughs> it's true, yeah, because um, my daughter Ramaya's turning one. She's actually gonna be one on Monday, wow. and yeah, as, well, by the time this episode comes out, she'll already be one. But mm. yeah, at the time of recording, she's gonna be one in less than a week. Wow. And, yeah, so it's her birthday. Hubby's turning thirty in the <laughs> summer. But the that both of us are 50 this summer as well. So, the last one you said? pardon, I said both of us are turning 30 this summer. Oh, okay, so. okay, okay. And, um, in our household, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was referring to. What is some event planner in this my house? So, translation <laughs> for those of you that don't understand Europe, it means they've turned me into an event planner in my household. <laughs> that's basically what I just said. <laughs> wow, were you there for yours? Um. <laughs> After it comes, it's not right. If, if you say brunch, I'm gonna get on to you. No, no, no. What is that? Please, I'm just doing a staycation. To be honest, it's a girl staycation. That's it. I was oh. just gonna say that. I was gonna say, don't tell me that you're doing staycation or you're doing it's girls' a night over. No, it's a staycation. Right. What's happening? Anyway, it's your. It's your... Let's discuss. Because I saw something on Instagram today, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually reposted it on my Instagram mm-hmm. and it made me laugh. It basically is, let me be- get it up. Somebody is it's on this Instagram page, but I'm not gonna share the name because I'm not NDA. No, it's just I don't want to give anyone free promo, but it's on my Insta story, so people would have seen it anyway. But it says I got invited to someone's place for dinner and they charged me for it. Is this weird? And then obviously in the comment section, people started <laughs> sharing all the experiences of going to people's houses and people have hosted and then they've been charged for it. At the end. Houses. Yes. Wow. And then this one said, I had a friend host her 30th birthday dinner in her flat and she charged everyone £50 per person. Three course meal, but the only dessert option was her birthday cake. <laughs> e my God. <laughs> oh my God. This is all anonymous. I don't know who this was. Of course if you're these. <laughs> but common birthday cake from MS, you know. Yeah, no, I can't lie, that's a disrespect still. It's very disrespectful. That's a disrespect. So do you know what? I'm indecisive, you know. I'll be real. I think the first option, I think my first my first thought is yeah, you can't charge people, man. 
No, you can't under any circumstances. You can't trust people. But then, if it's a free course meal, you've got an in-house chef. I'm thinking. Nobody hmm. asked me to get a free to do a free course meal and get do an in-house chef. Like I'm not gonna lie, for my thirtieth, I'm doing a staycation, and even for hubby. Are you paying for your girls? Yeah. So I am paying. So it's a three course meal. It's the whole thing. I'm paying for like seventy five percent of all the activities, all the food, etc. But because it's actually a crazy amount and it's kind of a weekend away, I am charging. I'm they're contributing a small portion for accommodation, but I am pretty much covering seventy five percent of it, right? And even they're telling me that some of them are telling me they're happy to pay more money. But people know me. I don't like to cut my cloth bigger than what I can do. So even beforehand, I was like, look, this is the cost. If you don't want to come. It's okay because, but if it was in my house and I wasn't charging for accommodation, it, I wouldn't be charging people because that's madness. Like if I didn't want, if I don't have the money to do it, then just don't do it. But what what one could say, I hear, I definitely hear your point, and I think I'm probably ninety percent on the same page as you. What I would say though is that what if someone said to you, oh, um, um. It's someone doing a uh, free course meal is kind of basically the same as going to a restaurant, but it's just in your house. Bro, that's my thinking. Imagine you get a big chef, like Deji, or you're getting um, what's this lady called? I can't remember what her name is. Yeah, yeah. Like these wow. are these are creme de la creme type of chefs. Bon appetit. Yeah, go to a restaurant then. <laughs> Do you know what really? What's the difference though? Can I to eat my creme? What's the difference? Really and truly, you shouldn't even be when you do restaurants and you're inviting people. Really and truly, if we're gonna take this old school, you there should be paying for them because you've invited someone to come out. But obviously, in this economy and culture, etc., is that an African thing though? Is well, I can only speak for Nigerian and Yoruba and the people that I roll with. <laughs> I can't speak for anyone else <laughs> before somebody comes and tells me that's not the case. But generally speaking. In fact, I could I think I could say in Yoruba culture, old school Yoruba culture, like if you're doing a party, realistically, you're not supposed to be making people pay. In fact, you even do um gifts for people to say thank you for coming because I took you out of your house. You could have been at home in the comfort of your house, chilling, eating your own food that you paid for the way you like it. But you chose to come out and celebrate me. So thank you for coming. Here's your gift. And on top of that, you didn't have to spend any money. In fact, you've come and you've enjoyed yourself. And we're all happy. Everybody goes home. See, I have a challenge with this, yeah. And it, it low-key grinds my gears, yeah. It doesn't grind my gears. That's a bit higher. But I have a challenge with this. If I'm inviting you to my motive, yeah, I think you should pay me. What are you guys trying to... What are you guys planning to tell me? Personally, I think you should pay me because what you're coming to is going to be one of your best events of the year, bro. <laughs> Gabs, Gabs is talking like he used to be a rave promoter in his past life. That's, this is this is made behavior, bro. The thing is, I don't think that people should be going to places empty-handed. Anyway, we've talked about this before on the pod. Yeah, yeah. So in that in that regard, everybody basically wins. Mm-hmm. But if I was to do like a barbecue, are you are you saying that, like, if I was to do a barbecue for my birthday, yeah? I genuinely believe that there are people that will be willing to pay because of the entertainment factor that comes with a barbecue at my house. 
Gabs is doing so Gabs is doing rave promotion. This is some I'm not talking about a, a motive. This is someone's birthday. Con- contextually speaking, I think the the example was someone's birthday. So I think it's got to do with the meal and whatnot and bloody bloody blah. If it's so in that case, I think it's quite different. If it's a barbecue motive, whatever, if you want to charge at your house because of the vibes, the energy, the whatever. I still think that's wild, but I've, I no, I, if, I if you want to, if you want to, you want to do house party, you want to do AP party or whatever these these young people call it these days. If you want, if you want to do that, fine. If you like charge, that's your own business. But when it comes to birthdays, I think it's a different. I think it's a different narrative just because of the type of celebration it is. Um, but then, a hundred percent, like I'm, I'm definitely one of those ones, uh, one of those people that that thinks that if I've if I've got the money at some point, like even if it's a restaurant thing, like friends won't be paying by the grace exactly. of God. Exactly, like, that's that me as well. So remember, that's key thing though, if you've got the money. So I'd yeah. imagine you'd have to have a lot of money to be able to do that. Well, yeah. depending on what restaurant you're going to. Well, you can make it intimate. Like yeah. for example, my birthday that I'm doing, I'd, I'm trying to cover people, so I therefore cannot invite 50 people. It doesn't make sense. That's not right. budget. Right. So, right. so how, trying... many, how many invited to this birthday? Well, I've literally just kept it to like my like maybe twelve or thirteen of my closest friends, and that's that. And you're gonna pay all for all twelve? Yeah, your money's well, different, like all right. Your money's no, different. First of all, it's well, I've been planning. She said she's partly paying. Partly, no, paying. she's partly paying for staycation. Oh, you two no, no, different so dinners. All the activities, all the food. I'm also having a chef, etc. All of that is me covering. Yeah, I've your, your money's been... long still. It's <laughs> always <laughs> money longer. Guy, where do you work, please? <laughs> no, hold on. job application still. <laughs> Two things. First of all, like I said, it's an intimate event, so it's not like I'm covering fifty people. It's literally twelve of us. So, oh, that's a, that's minor, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> I'm saying it's not a lot of people. And secondly, a football I've team is not a lot of people. Hey, Pardon? Hey, bro, bro, should a you do the maths? A football team is not a lot of people. You said <laughs> not, you put just it that food, way. Okay. not just food. You said your activities. Yeah, so it's, you're covering most of you're covering most of it. Yeah, I'm literally having all the activities. It's literally just for the accommodation. All right, can you pay for my school fees? You're all funny. Right, all right, so, all right, so what are you saying then? What Pardon? are you trying to say? What, so what are you trying to say? You're, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I, I, we don't know what you're talking... It's because the money's stupefying you. No, I was, there was a point I was making and now... I've, oh, yeah, I was basically saying... if you know, Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was basically saying, if it's that you, you don't have the money, scale down your event. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. Or, like, go to a restaurant and do dinner. That way everybody pays and everybody's happy. But I think in this day and age and in this generation, people are throwing these lavish, massive parties. Partly, I personally think it's for Instagram, but that's another story for another day. People are throwing these lavish parties that they probably can't afford. And so rather than going in debt, they're getting people to cover it. And fine, like, I'm not going to lie. I will turn up because I love and appreciate that person. And I, and I won't complain. But... In the back of my mind, I deep it. And then at the end of the year, I'm like, I've gone to like 10 or different parties and I've paid all of this money. I could just sit at home and save my money. Realistically, at the end of the day, it's getting ridiculous. It depends on what you're getting. To. It depends on what you're going to and the caliber of this event you're going to. If we was to throw an event right now, some real to real walk kind of event, we're obviously going to charge people, right? That's different. It's not yeah, my it's, birthday that it's I'm not a birthday, though, bro. People can choose not to come or they can yeah. choose to come. And if they yeah, come, it's if, you, if you choose not to come to my birthday, you are missing out. 
I get that, but also no, 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 no. I don't know. With me, yeah. Let me say something quickly. You know, with me, if I send invites out to my birthday, when people say to me, "Oh, Gab, sorry, I can't make it," I want to say sorry to you that you can't make it. I don't feel I don't feel bad that you're not coming. I feel bad that you're missing out. So I should say I should apologize to you that you don't get to witness greatness. Listen, Gabs, I know that you're a special prayer point, so that one I'm not taking this <laughs> point too serious. We we're not talking about both. You're talking more like it's a bro, motive. Birthdays is a motive, bro. It's it. I, I, it's, yes, it's a type of motive, but it's it's an important one. Birthdays are important. You doing a barbecue or you know, a link up at your house, it's not as important as someone's birthday where you're celebrating life. Um, and some other people might see it different. Some people might see that if I'm celebrating something, we're celebrating life all the time. We're celebrating life anyway or whatever. If I'm doing a link up, we're celebrating life. But a birthday is, is a one-off occasion that happens once a year. So how people will navigate that one is is definitely different. And I think that when we yeah when when it comes to this this kind of new i think it's like a newer trend especially it kind of, from where i've started hearing about it, it was kind of during the pandemic where obviously people are um they they're setting up birthdays or they're doing their birthdays maybe at their house and then they invite friends and they've got a, you know a private chef or, or whatnot but i just think i just think that one has to be a bit considerate though because when you when like if you're trying to get a private chef and then you're now doing oh it's 80 pounds or 90 pounds and you kind of know your friends like your friends love you but if your friends can't be forking out like 90 pounds if they wouldn't do 90 pounds on a normal trip out or a normal Mm. you know restaurant night out or whatever you know i think it's just a bit inconsiderate if you're if you're 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 picking like one of the most expensive chefs yes it's your birthday but you also have to be considerate to a degree and you know your friends as well. And that's that's why you're friends. But you will know your friends well enough to go, okay, you know what? I can expect this of them. So if it's, yeah, three-course meal and it's £50, okay, fine, cool. But if you're getting them to pay £50 for a cake, um, part of it is is including a cake from M&S or Sainsbury's. Please, let's respect ourselves. You should have, the, the chef that is making something should have incorporated, you know, a dessert into that thing and not that, come on, like, Let's not cut think, I, think, I think that's the key word. I think the key word is considerate, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, it all depends on the, the financial that situation that the, that the people are in. If your friends, obviously, are, are well off, for example, then, yeah, everyone might be happy to spend, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 pounds or whatever. No, but the thing is, even if, I, even if I do have money, which I do in Jesus' name, I, sometimes I just don't want to spend it on that. Like, Why? But and it depends. It depends on your. Friend. It depends on the friend, though, isn't it? It depends on the yeah. friend in question. If 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 one of your besties is doing something, I don't think you'll think mm, I've got money, but I don't really want to spend it on on your no, birthday. I would think I would still go, and I would never. I, I would never like. It would never leave my lips. <laughs> Actually, no. Let me just keep quiet. Let me keep quiet. Oh man! Because <laughs> I don't want it to get techie on this one today, so I'm just gonna keep quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's a, no, I, can't I would it. always show up for the people that I love. I'll say that much. <laughs> no, I, I, spend the peas. Don't be tight, man. Doesn't mean I want to spend the money, though. Oh, if you've got the money, if you've got the money and it's your people, spend the peas. I agree, but then you make also, it back, man. I could want to, I don't know, buy a new house. I'm always saying this because, it's, you know, I could want to buy a new house. Or Laurie, we'll do that too. We'll do that too. Yes, but I have spend the money. Spending money on your on your best friend doesn't take away the the money from your deposit. You know. 
no, that's not the point. Because I'm going to buy a gift and I'm going to show up. But right. sometimes I don't want to spend like a lot of money and do something lavish. I'd rather use that money to get you the gift that I know you really want and need. Right. I hear that. These, and times, that's these it, times your friend wants your presence, you know. No, they don't want your gift. That's also present, true. Bro. That's also true because if I did then spend a lot of money on the experience and the presence, then I probably, I might not necessarily get a gift and the friend would understand and appreciate that. So it just depends really. It also depends on who the friend is. Like, that's why I'm saying the friend has to know who their friends are and their friends will know, okay, this person, you know, they love the presence of, of friends and, and family around them and what's important to them. So you will know, what they value, what they treasure, X, Y, Z. And so you'll aim to do that. So if it's your presence that is is more needed, like in, in a moment, as opposed to an expensive gift, then you'll know it and, and you'll be there. Um, if you know that, you know, a, a gift is important to them, then cut your, you know, your quote according to your, you know, to what you have. <laughs> and if you, if look, you can say, look, I'm going to be there. I might have to do, <laughs> I might have to do one, what do they call it? I have to do uh, one uh, one course. I, no, I have to do one course, and you know that's all I can manage. But here's a, here's a gift as well. Mm. Hello, I'm coming. I can't afford the whole thing, um, but I'm I'm here with a present. Um, well, I just pop in to say hi. Um, like you said, you know your friends in it, and I think for your friend to do something like this, they must have considered you. That's if I've, if, I've come out and, if I've come out and said, oh, I want to do this and it's going to cost £40 per head, I would have considered my friends, I would have considered their lifestyles, their situations, if I know it. I would have considered all of these things, whether, you, whether you're even interested in these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like or not, we can't just want to do something without considering our friends. Before I even decide to do a birthday or a games night or a live show or whatever it is, I would have thought about my target audience. I would have mm. thought about my friends. I would have thought about are people interested in this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's pointless. When we do this podcast, we're not just, just talking for the sake of it. We're obviously having a podcast thinking we can meet a need here. There's a market we can obviously meet and there is a need that we can obviously fulfill. Mm. Hence why we kind of do something, and it's supply and demand. If your friend is saying, oh yeah, they, they want everyone to, to jump from, from the shard and land on a hot air balloon, but no one's got the money for it, then it's kind of like, mm, did you but really the consider your friends that are doing that and they're not considering their friends and are complaining if their friends don't want to meet a certain type of level of expectation. But yeah, that's childish. That one there is childish, man. Anyway, <laughs> that one so I'm just going to ob- it. I think obviously if people have the money, if you've got the money, then by all means pay for everyone. Like Iman said, look, one would love to be at a place where I can do something and say, yeah, nobody, nobody's going to pay. I'm going to cover the whole bill. Let's all go Let's all go Novikov and I'm going to pay the whole bill. One would definitely love to be in that position. Do you know what I mean? I would love to be in a position where I can pay for everyone's mortgage, everyone's rent. I would love it. I would love to be in a position where I can cover everyone if I could. Do you know what I mean? Give to the need and all that good stuff. I would love to be that guy. If one isn't, then obviously it's a different ball game. One thing I don't agree with, though, is charging people to come to your wedding. That one Who's is a, no, I don't what <laughs> have you not seen online? All right, you got charging people to go to weddings. Somebody told me, I know somebody, I'm not gonna say their name, <laughs> wow. but they told me they went to a wedding and on the wedding invitation, they were asked to pay for their meal. Hmm? Legit, no, but okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. but this is what evil people do though. Do they? Yeah. I've never... Clearly, I've been to Oibo weddings, but Oibo weddings, I've been to Yeah, this is what they do. Like, don't go fund me, bro. I know a black, so I can't just be Oibo, bro. 
No, no, no. I'm Oyibo people don't need to do GoFundMe. Oyibo people they do the wedding service and then they go to the pub after. Every, everyone has to pay for their food. Everyone has to pay for their drink. That's that's how Oyibo people do it. A majority of them, anyway. I'm I'm sure there's others that that surprise. You talking through or laughter, you know. Yeah, I know she's laughing. She can't hear. I'm saying Oyibo people do. I'm I'm being very serious here. Like Oyibo people genuinely do. I was shocked. I was shocked. That's how there's a there's obviously a, a difference in cultures, but more people more people will gladly do it. Like I remember, I went to um some years back. I went to a colleague's wedding, and yeah, like I'm, like everyone was. I thought ah, you know, I did. Obviously, I knew that it wasn't going to be a food there, but afterwards, I was thinking, yeah, reception and everything. People are now buying themselves drink. I said, guys, I said, there's no coke, there's no Fanta, there's no. I said no, just find a pint for ourselves. I said, for who? Said, yeah, yeah, they do do that. They have. They don't have an open bar. No, not just open bar. You will pay for the food. You will pay for the food as well. <laughs> you will pay for the food. You will pay for your, your pie and, 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 and mash. You will pay for whatever <laughs> else they have on, on deck. You are so racist. I'm not. No, I'm not. Because that's, that's even <laughs> what they serve people on the day. That's what I even had. <laughs> that's what I had. That's what I had. Yeah, paying for weddings is crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't think it's I don't think it's able people, but yeah, in general, I think paying to go to people's weddings is crazy. I can understand why people do it, because obviously some people's weddings might cost 80 bags, whatever. But charging people on entry, I just think it's so wild, man. Bro, I the can same way, you. the same way I think doing GoFundMe's for weddings, I think is also wild as well. That's actually what set me off. I'm so yeah, sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> That's, that's what but bro i can say this in in most asian cultures as well they don't it's 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 a it's a taboo thing for for guests to come and then pay for their own food so i do feel like it's more of a western sort of thing so western i'm, I'm more talking about european and probably north american too it's not even european it's english because italians there's cultures like italians they would not have you out here paying Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then it's Britical and and America because I know they do this in America as well. I've seen it. But anyway, we move. That's not the kind of behavior I'm endorsing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That one there as well. Oh, this Ukraine thing, man. This um, mm. going to Ukraine for evangelism. <clears throat> what do you not think about that one? Obviously, I've seen I see the uproar on Twitter, um, and all that stuff. You know everything that's happening in Ukraine, which is a bit crazy. Mm. Um, what's your thoughts on on going to Ukraine to do evangelism? Do you think it? Do you think it's a bit of an opportunist, or do you think it's the right thing to do? Who wants to start? All right, I heard you have. I heard you have the streets. Well, I'll start to be fair. I'll start. Okay. We're hearing it. I'm in two minds in it. I'm part and parcel, and I can see both. I can see both sides. I kind of look at things holistically. Um, I think it's a great thing to do to obviously, you know, go and evangelize. It's an amazing thing to go anywhere and evangelize, to be honest. So hats off to anybody who's obviously going out there to evangelize. My only thing with this, though, and I kind of see the argument against it, is why is it only now that people uh, have decided to go to Ukraine to evangelize? Why didn't they decide to go there four months ago or before the war? Do you know what I mean? Like, these people are trying to escape a war. They're not trying to escape or they're not trying to... Um, revert to Islam, for example. Do you know what I mean? Like, being in danger doesn't necessarily mean um, you now need the gospel preached to you. What if you already if you already have the gospel, or if you're not in need of the gospel at that precise moment in time, if you already have it? 
Um, I don't think, oh, you know, because you're going through a particular thing, that's why it's all of a sudden, let everybody come and start preaching the gospel to Gabs because, you know, Gabs is in dire need or let's start preaching the gospel to Pastor Shimaloa because he's going through a tough time. Um, so I kind of definitely do see both sides of the argument, but I definitely do think credit to her or and all the individuals that are going out there because obviously I would like to believe um, based on some tweets I've seen as well, that they're obviously going out there to do more than just evangelize, but actually go into feed, um, provided shelter, food, drink, that sort of stuff. If they're provided financially, then even better. Um, I think I think the uproar was probably out of it wasn't out of context, but I think the uproar was probably a bit too much. I reckon as well. I think it is a bit harsh to kind of rain down on people's parades, even if you disagree. Do you know what I mean? But. Obviously, that's social media for you, isn't it? Once one person jumps on your back, then everyone else is going to kind of jump along. I did think it was a bit much to kind of jump on the, the relevant individuals' backs um, because they're going out and doing a thing. And it might be because of the lack of understanding. I think people probably just believed that they were only going out there just to evangelise when really they were going out to, to evangelise as, well as, as well as provide food and shelter, which I think is obviously important, but... It just kind of goes to show social media can be a bit crazy sometimes. It can be a bit of a bubble and people kind of choose what they want to hear, choose what they want to read and choose what they want to believe. That's really what you said. That last sentence is really the key because I saw that particular tweet that you, you're referring to and I have no affiliation to that person. I don't know that person from Adam, so I have no reason to, to defend that person. But from an objective point of view... There was no, there was nothing wrong with what that tweet said. The person said they're going to Ukraine to um, preach the gospel and to provide food. Now, every like from a completely neutral standpoint, we all need the gospel as Christians, right? And on top of that, it's not like she said she's just going to preach. If she had said, oh, "I'm just going to preach the gospel," fine, I can at least to an extent see where people are coming from. But she said she's also going to provide, um, you know, food and resources for people who who need it. And to me, I don't think there was anything wrong with that. I think people maybe thought that it looked like it was a clout clout tweet. I don't know what the issue was, but from what I know of that person and the tweets that I've seen of that person, that person is consistent. They've been doing the work, not just in Ukraine, in other countries in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I can say that. Um, there was two points that you said. I think the second... What was, the, what was your second point, Gabs? Um... Was about why they didn't go to Ukraine beforehand. Yeah, that's what I said. That that she's in fairness to her, she's been doing the work. She's been up and down and around the world preaching the gospel. So I don't think there was anything wrong with that particular tweet. Now the response after people came for her, fine. I can I can I can say okay, that was a bit harsh. But also, she was getting it. And sometimes us as Christians are not always perfect. If you're getting it, which in my opinion, the the heat she was getting was uncalled for of course you might be a bit defensive in your response so i mean that's really all i have to say on the matter can can i ask a question it might be my lack of uh, knowledge here um so do forgive do you need a gospel as a ura yes most definitely we all need i think sometimes we all need that constant reminder we from a sin perspective the we're always fighting against the flesh so i definitely constantly need to be reminded of the bigger picture and the fact that this life is temporary earth is temporary there's a bigger thing that we're all fighting for here which is to make it to heaven and to hear the words well done my good and faithful servant so i definitely need the gospel so you feel like like we need to be evangelized too 
I think that, yeah, to be honest, I, I don't know. It depends on how you <laughs> characterize evangelism. From a, I'm not obviously new to the to the faith, so I don't need to hear it for the first time. Like it's not, it's not a a new message to me from that perspective. It's not like, oh, I'm in sin and now I need to be saved because I'm already a Christian. So I'm trying to make sure that I fight the good fight every single day and to persevere and. So it's, it's, I think it's a different kind. I wouldn't say evangelism because I associate the term evangelism more so to people who have never heard the gospel before or who have chosen mm. to receive the gospel. Mm. Yeah, that was my thoughts. Because I, did, I didn't see... I saw the uproar before I saw the original tweet. So I saw the... Um, <coughs> what's the word? Sub, 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 sub... Ema, what's Wait, the word? I don't know. Sub Subtweets. Yeah, we yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I saw I saw the subtweets before I saw the original tweet. Indirect, should we say? And I f- yeah, yeah, let's call it that then. And I thought, raw boy, this is crazy. Yeah, why is it now? So I mean it's only until I saw the original tweet and I was I spoke to you Aura, and I was like, okay, cool, it makes sense then. She's going to do more than just evangelize. But obviously well, the it, tweet said and provide food. Like I think people just saw what they just I feel like yeah people stop reading after the first sentence because mm. it doesn't really take much to know that that's what she meant she meant both I guess people were trying to say like oh why are you doing this people are dying and you want to go there and preach gospel for clout like but I don't know I and, I kind of uh, see it differently <sighs> and it was it was people that pronounced themselves as Christians that was that was dragging as well which I thought was yeah crazy, I was really surprised this... I was in the office that day so I, I didn't even come out of none of that you know what I mean I, don't, I just watched from afar when all of this when all of the hell was breaking loose but <laughs> I was just seeing everyone's coming I was thinking raw like Christians are really fighting Christians are really fighting that day bro I mean I wasn't I wasn't on to see all of this stuff but um Toby brought me up to speed so I was able to kind of get a good view of it of it and and then finally get myself up to speed when I was back on Twitter. And for me, um I'm a hundred percent with with Oran. I, I wanna, you know, preface this by saying I have um no personal relationship with um the person in question, um, we haven't spoken. Um, so there's nothing, I don't need to necessarily support her only from the perspective of the, the fact that she's a sister in Christ. But the honest truth is my good sister is an evangelist on a global level. Um, she spent a lot of time in South Africa, um, so in Africa, um, doing the work of, of, of the gospel. And the fact that people were coming out to go, why don't you go home for, I saw stuff like charity first starts at home. Well, if, if you actually did your research, you would know that that has been the case for her. Um, and she, she's done stuff on her doorstep in the UK. She's done stuff abroad and she decided to go. And I believe that she was led by God to go and do it. So especially in this moment of time where it is tense and people are losing their lives, she's putting her life at risk for the sake of the gospel. So I, I don't see anything inconsistent with her character. I think what I find embarrassing is the fact that it was, a, it was believers or a believer that kind of, as far as I'm aware, well, as to, to the best of my knowledge, it was a believer that started it. That's embarrassing because Jesus asks us as believers to go and do this. 
to the ends of the earth. And yes, as much as I do agree that charity starts at home, starts in your community, starts in London or wherever you're from in the UK or whatever country you're from, start with your locality before you go elsewhere. And I believe when you steward what you do locally, well, God will give you the nations if he's promised that to you. But for me, I just find it embarrassing that it was believers that led this that led this onslaught of bullying. In my opinion, it's bullying. Because at the end of the day, what, what, how does it hurt you? How does it impact you? And for me, like, I, I can sense myself getting charged up now because I really find it embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like, Jesus asks us to do this. Why are you upset with her? If what she's doing is wrong, one day she will stand before God and be held accountable. But she's going to do something that you've not, that you're not doing anything about. You've not, you're not contributing any money towards. You're not going to the front line. Neither have you been on the front line in your own locality. And you want to open your mouth and complain about someone who's doing, who's doing the work that Jesus has called her to. I just, I don't understand. Like, why do we feel we should complain about stuff that we are not doing things to tackle? So if you're not, do I don't see, and I would find it very weird if another evangelist went, or someone who's very active in evangelism goes, hmm, why is she going to Ukraine? Why doesn't she go and evangelize it? I would find, I would find that very strange. I would only find it, I, I, I find it pretty normal for someone who is probably not active in this. And correct me if I'm wrong, if that person or the people who are tweeting are active in evangelizing, I apologize. Um, you're, you're not all in this category, but I just find it that, the normal narrative on Twitter is people just like people were talking about, you know, colonial, colonial, whatever. Colonialism. Yeah, that, that word. And, and colonizing and, you know, the savior complex and whatever. At the end of the day is God that judges the actions of men. Either way, the gospel is being preached. What better, what, when, when is the best opportunity to receive the gospel? You tell me every, at the end of the day, so many people, millions and billions of people on this planet are on their way to hell, fast-tracked. And someone was like, look, whilst there's a war going on, whilst people are losing their lives, while people are in their most hopeless positions, what better moment to hear the gospel than that? I don't understand. Why do, why do people think, like, yes, don't get me wrong, people have taken advantage of those moments, but do people also realize that... Um, uh, child sex traffickers are working their hardest right now in Ukraine. Do do people not know that that young girls in Ukraine right now are being trafficked across Europe on a ridiculous or uh, in a ridiculous way right now because parents are looking for their kids or parents put their kids in shelters so that you know their their kids can stay safe but their kids have been kidnapped and they they're probably halfway around the world right now. And someone's going to evangelize and, and, and hopefully give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, not to point to themselves, but to point to Jesus. And you're upset about it. Christians, let's do better. It's not, is it worth even arguing about? Is it worth, was it worth the quote tweet? Was it worth it? I don't, because, sorry guys, I'm ranting, but was it actually I'm worth it? Was, it? was it actually worth you quote tweeting going, oh, uh, you know, I, I don't see the... The point, um, you know, you go in there, save your complex. Was it really worth it? You're a believer. Encourage them. Close your mouth. Open your pockets. But instead... Do we feel like maybe there's a lack of togetherness among, amongst Christians? Bros, this one isn't... In, in this context, this one isn't even really about togetherness of Christians. It's about 
what is she going to do? She's put it plain, in plain text, what she's going to Ukraine for. You don't need discernment for that. What you need is basic comprehension skills. Take from, from what she said, right? Don't add extra to what you, you don't, if you don't know her, and also to add even more context to it, I feel like people just like to bully her. Like, you know, most people probably know what we're talking about now, but if you don't, you know, the, the video clip of when she said, what about the nails on the cross? I've n- I don't understand. Like, if you're upset about, be like, be upset by yourself. But ha- that's got nothing to do with her judging or trying to condemn people. Like, in context, like, especially if, if you actually watch the whole video in context, it actually wasn't trying to demean or disrespect. But people just want to jump on and bully. And we've, like, as believers, like, let's understand. Jesus says it. We're not of the world. We shouldn't behave like the world does. Why are we trying to pile on our own people? When, when, if, if someone was being self-righteous, you know, prideful, disrespectful, violating or putting other people at harm, I can understand the uproar, right? But in this context, someone only said that they're going to evangelize and feed the poor for goodness sake. What, what, what? Yeah, I think think the, um, the feed the poor part might have been missed off, to be honest. Do you know what? I think what's what's happened is one one or two people have been quote tweeting, and I think after seeing one or two people quote tweeting, I think people probably jumped off the back of it and thought, yeah, you know what? let me chime in. And it's it's Twitter, especially Twitter, is an easy place to be influenced by people's opinions. Whilst I think it's wild, like I was even telling someone the other day, Twitter only taking at least ninety five percent of information you read on Twitter because a lot of it. Is, is for entertainment purposes. Mm. And I, I genuinely do think people probably saw uproar and then everyone just jumped on with the uproar. I don't I don't genuinely believe all of those people for what she's doing is wrong because mm. that is wild. For everyone to be thinking what she's doing is wrong is crazy. I think that might be the power of influence and the power of social media, to be honest. I can't yeah. speak on that one. <laughs> yeah. That one, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Is is There's definitely... Apart on social media and and this. And the thing like, is, if then that means people did not want to read the tweet because she said in the tweet, "I'm going to evangelize and feed the poor." Yeah. But if the issue is, oh, they don't need Jesus right now; they need practical help. The tweet said it. Unless you just stopped reading that evangelize, I actually don't understand because to me, it's very clear. It's very black and white, and I don't see how that can be misinterpreted. Because people, are, people are going off the subtweets. People are reading it indirects. And I'm more inspired by that than the original tweet. A lot tweet. of people were quote-tweeting it because I saw all the subtweets and I was like, what are people talking about? Did a bit of research and then I looked at the tweet for myself and I was like, oh, this is nothing. And that was it. I never spoke about it. Nothing. I just yeah. formed my opinion and left it. Yeah. That's why I even came to ask you, Gabs, like, am I missing something? Why are people mad? Because the, the tweet was very, very clear to me and I just couldn't see how people... It, to me, it was a case of you got one plus one and you got five. And even even with your point of they're going through war, they don't need the gospel. I no, I'm sorry. Exactly. That who, is also my who, point gate, well. who gatekeeps when someone needs to hear the gospel? Like you have to at all points in time, every believer has to understand. Look, we saw it a couple of weeks ago. Jamal Edwards passed away. He was he was a healthy young man. The guy passed away. Like people are dying, people are going. Like when Kobe, when Kobe was were on that helicopter, do you think he was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to die"? No, he wasn't. Like people, people are passing away like ridiculously, and we can't, we can't put a a timeline. 
um, I can't, um, I don't know what this is called. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where if she's going, if she's, if she's passionate about doing this and, and loving people and caring for people whilst putting her life at risk, she's not, she's not the center of the picture here. So me saying her putting her life at risk, I'm not saying that she's the focal point of this, but she is putting her life at risk to share a message that as Aura has rightly said, everybody, every single human being on the planet needs to hear. Every single person needs to hear. If you're a believer, I, I what I would say it, um, to, to Aura's point would be, is if for reminder purposes, we, we always need to be reminded of this precious gospel. We don't necessarily need to be evangelized to, but believers, we ought to be reminded. We should never forget the power of the gospel. We should never forget the essence of the message. But every person who doesn't know the message needs to hear it. So who who are you going to tell? Like, people, you don't even know when your neighbor is going to pass away or the person that's closest to you is going to pass away. So how are you going to tell her that, oh, right now the most important thing that they need is to get out of war bruh that's in, in my opinion that's a perfect opportunity why people are hopeless people are thinking you, people you never know like even uh, uh, there was a report that there was a report that you know um while she was out there at the border you know she was on a bus and some some while she was on a bus some people passed away and stuff like that imagine imagine you not knowing your next moment but you being able to uh, you not being able to know somebody else's next moment, but you shared the gospel with them before they passed away. Like it's not all necessarily all credit to you, but it's important that you were obedient to God to go because you, you, that's, that's a life saved from an eternity in hell. And so for me, I just think who are, who, who, who is that person to come out to say, or who are those people to come out to say, Oh, you know, that, that shouldn't be the focus. No, Everyone, you have to understand this. Also, I don't want to get into the politics of this thing, but this war is bigger than the surface level tweets that you're seeing and the outrun, uh, you know, uproar and outrage that you, you're, you're seeing here and there. There are there are hands that there are powers that be, and a few of the uh, uh, there are only a few, and they are controlling a serious narrative. There's 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 select men and women who are sitting at table who are controlling the narratives and are putting people's lives in danger, taking people's lives, controlling how money is moving, controlling how people are making political decisions, controlling economies of nations. And you are and you are upset with someone who wants to go to Ukraine and preach the gospel. My good brother and sister, there are bigger fish to fry. Wake up, open your eyes and discern something deeper than your shallow comprehension skills. And I'm not trying to be nasty, but I just think that people just use big words to, to bully people and intimidate people. And it's nasty. Us as believers, we shouldn't be doing that. And if we are, repent and 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 apologize and, and let's do better. You know, this is a bit of a pivot, yeah? But you know, the last thing you said about people using big words to, <laughs> to, to I thought it kind of it hit a nerve. And they might not necessarily be big words, but I, what do you not think about people always using the terms um, narcissistic and gaslight on Twitter? Because <laughs> I feel like people throw these words out for anything. Yeah. Like, you already know, like, I hate, I really dislike the word intentional, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think narcissistic and gaslighting is becoming those kind of words because I feel like those words get thrown for anything, especially mm -hmm. if a man has a weakness or if a man does something wrong automatically he's narcissistic 
Um, and he's got mental health issues. He's got mental, he's got mental health disorders, <laughs> narcissistic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, oh, if gosh. if a man if a man says something wrong or out of context, oh, he's gaslighting. He's gaslighting. Now I'm not downplaying the two meanings. I mean, it might be that he was gaslighting, and it might be that he was narcissistic. But I don't know if these two terms can be used for everything that you know the man did my dear right now. So I thought I'd quickly throw that out there because it might just be me. It might be Gabs, like you're wrong. Like every man is narcissistic and gaslighting. Um, but I thought I'd throw it out there. What do you what do you not think about everyone always using these terms gaslighting and narcissistic when it comes to men and male podcasters? <laughs> oh, just just in that context. No, no, men in general, because I, I see oh. at, at least every two days I'm seeing the term narcissistic and gaslighting. I think that narcissism as a as a I think it's it's more of a it's a psychological condition and it's, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't really speak on that too much. But It actually is, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not exclusive to just men. Women can be narcissists too. So, I mean, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. To really go in and discuss because I've not studied narcissism as a condition, so it, I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> the rage that's even even though it's a it's a short word but that's even another word that people rage <laughs> no, I agree. we don't have the range <laughs> ah, see oh, we don't have range you have, have phd and everything i beg i don't just i think my answer to this question is that it's not just towards men um i think that the use of strong um emphatic language has really really become um a, a weapon a strong weapon on 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 twitter maybe because we only have 140 characters yeah so if you have 140 characters you have to be wise about your choice of words and you also have to understand but because people live by twitter every word instead of living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of your favorite tweeter mm-hmm. like it, it's and and they know how to to capture serious, a serious level or, you know, imagery that, that really plays on your emotions or on your mind. So when you read a tweet, it, it then triggers you or it then charges you. And then maybe let's say they, they add a video to that. It's, it's just going to add more, uh, a, a more charge effect to your response. And I think that, yes, the narcissism and, you know, the other words that are used are there, yes, but I think it's it's just the choice of words on on Twitter. It's a very uh, it's a very powerful powerful thing, and it can never. I I think it's more than clear to see. It can never be underplayed, and that's why people that I I, I more see, it, especially with women, the power how they can use English and they can do some some real crinkum crankum with English and put it will make you feel like ah this person is you know, number one on the world's most wanted list, like they, they, the way that they can portray people, not just men, women as well. And so we have to be careful as well. And I said it, I said it a couple of weeks ago that we have to be very, very careful. There are people, uh, uh, their um, nicknames, I, I guess, are they're called technocrats. And these people that are just like politicians in real life. These are people who use technology to really push serious political agendas and the way you tweet who you follow the the kind of stuff you interact with the stuff you like and the stuff you share 
they're they're just curating your timeline for you. They're they're missing out certain pieces that you should see. Certain tweets, you know, someone quoting Bible scriptures that are gonna bless you for it. They will just somehow, but you follow that person, you will just never see their tweets. But all you'll be seeing are tweets that will be triggering you and agitating you and all of that stuff. You have to be able to guard yours. Just like you know, when we use that scripture, you know, guard your heart, for out of it comes the issues of life. It's not just toxic relationships, you know. It's on basic and on a basic level like this on Twitter, like guard your heart from, from oh yeah, uh, it's all narcissistic men. They remind me of my ex. Uh, okay, my good sis, if you're gonna have a Twitter account, you're gonna have to watch who you follow. You're gonna have to watch what you like. You're gonna have to watch what you interact with. And if you're not gonna do that, you're going to be triggered all the time. And at some point, you won't. You can't always blame that narcissistic x from the past you're gonna have to actually take some responsibility for yourself from following and listening and taking advice from the people that you follow or you take in on social media so there does there, there is a responsibility that we have like sometimes i see people putting english together and i go see oh, you're just doing big english for us like in context like if you read an article if you you would know that people are lying and that's why fact checking is a, is a is an important thing to do. Don't just run with popular people and what they have to say. Go and mm. fact check that thing. Go and fact check that thing because you people have their own personal agendas. People have their own personal beefs. You don't know this. You will just be having issues with every single person on the planet. That's why sometimes I'm like, is it every day that people just want to be angry? I get racism. I get you guys know me. I'm passionate about that kind of stuff. But sometimes I'm like, every day. People have issues with something. It mm, just true. it doesn't make sense. It's like it, it Twitter works like clockwork. Everyone's gonna it, somebody's gonna be mad about something, and then there's gonna be an uproar. Then it's gonna happen for like a day and a half. Yeah, it's gonna come for half a day, and then two days in in half a day's time, another issue is gonna come up. Yeah, another issue is gonna come up, and it goes like clockwork. It will. It has to do with someone's ex and of recent it's it's nearly every week it's about male male podcasters now that that's the new one if it's not every week it's every other week like clockwork someone's gonna take a clip and and you see this is the thing someone's gonna listen to a podcast right or watch a video on youtube purposely to find a clip to put on twitter that they know is gonna blow up that person's gonna get followers that person's gonna go viral. that person's account is gonna go viral but they know why they wanted to do it People are doing this every single day. People are looking for people's downfall. So for me, like, I'm just learning. I'm just like, Lord, teach me how to use this Twitter account. I took a week off last week. I thank God I didn't feel like I missed anything. This week, I'm just being selective about what I want to respond to, what I want to say. Because I'm just like, you know what? Moving forward, I want to protect my peace a lot more. I'm not trying to get Mm, agitated all the time. And I really feel like believers, we shouldn't, like... Yes, there are things that are happening in real time, like this war that we're seeing in U- Ukraine, like the you know the, the 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 economic pressures that we're facing as a country right now, and so many different things, our government and how they're behaving and all of that kind of stuff. Those are things that are happening in real time. Those are things we cannot change. But the things that we can deal with are things that are like the vi- all the viral stuff that are not necessarily relevant, but they're just hot topics that want to come up. You don't have to have a say, guys. You don't mm. need to have a say. You're not compelled by the scriptures to have a say on every hot topic. So mm-hmm. learn to mind your business. Like set your learn to fix your gaze on on something that will benefit you rather than 
things that would just agitate you, trigger you, be saying that so-and-so is narcissistic every... Like, please, save yourself heartache. People don't know how to communicate with each other in real life. It's social media that is choking you now. <laughs> let's, come on, let's wake up, man. Ah. On that note, bro, watch it there. Give us a scripture, bro, to close, man. I had this one. What's my fault? What's your thinking, Madam Ore? Drop some some wise some wise wisdom. Do you know what? I, it's always hard to follow you, man, because he hits the <laughs> head, and most of the time, I agree with what he's saying. So, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I just the rant came, the rant came, and I couldn't stop it. Um, you know what? I've I had a scripture, but it, it's more to do with what we were talking about earlier about birthdays. Yeah, yeah, go on, yeah, that's the one the Lord gave you. Release it, bro. It says, "Give Luke six thirty eight. <laughs> Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. <laughs> For with the measure you use, it would be measure measured to you. So, guys, be generous. I love the fact that Ores is is being generous um, with and and guys, don't ever get it twisted. You know, one year old birthday parties they're not cheap. You know, this this the market has changed. <laughs> are not cheap sure. either as well so the, the fact and that if, if you need Ore to mentor you in your career and finances oh shout her I'm telling you even in event planning now <laughs> that one is not event planning is not bad she can now add that to her Twitter and, uh, and Insta bio as well event planning <laughs> event Mar- planner marvelous event planning financial advisor Ore <laughs> you <laughs> always trying to, to hustle me <laughs> Ore can manage your finances trust me Oh, even, even hubby is an accountant as well. Ah, yeah, that one he is. I can I can vouch for him. <laughs> ah, you see, so you can uh, vouch for yourself as well. <laughs> you see, so I don't know. I, like, favor accounting. I don't know what the business is called, but favor, <laughs> let's let's play favor accounting. So, but yeah, oh, guys, the kindness. I, I think in this moment of time, like let's not forget generosity. Even even if it is your birthday, even if it isn't your birthday, generosity is key in this day and age. And I really feel like the the climate that we're in, even though a lot of people are you know watching their pennies and you know. Uh, uh, petrol is going up diesel is going up i think one one thing that the enemy and i've i thought about the other day one thing the enemy is gonna want to do in this moment of time is make believers selfish and make us oh i have to hold what i've got where look we would like believe it's easy to think ah when it's recession or like economic hardships don't allow the enemy to make you greedy and stingy. I am not saying like I'm not saying you have to give away a thousand pounds or give like way out of your means. But look, like if you're cooking and you've got a bit extra, there's someone that might be in need. Like the other day, I'll give an example, and this is where I'll close. Like I should have like my eBay account. I should have loads of stuff to sell on there. I just don't have the time to be packaging and doing X, Y, and Z upon everything else I'm doing. So. A couple of weeks ago, some people came over to help with some stuff for family and ministry. And I just went to my wardrobe. I have so much. I had Ralph Lauren stuff. I had night stuff. I had so much things. I said, guys, take from what you want. I even had perfumes that I like. I don't use. I uh, Some that I won't say the brand because they weren't cheap. But I don't want people to think that I can give them everything. But I just, I, I went like, brothers, look. E-man said, don't holler at him if you want any perfumes, bro. The no, blessing no, no. was for that day. <laughs> it was for that day. It, another time will come soon. But I gave, I said, look, 
here's this, here's that. Look, I, I've got a lot and I want to give and I want to give to you. And I gave. And for me, it's just like, look, I'm, I'm not even, give, even if I didn't give like branded stuff, the fact that I still gave is important, but I gave them like some of my best stuff. And so for me, it's like in this moment of time, like giving is important to the measure that I can give, like God will give back to me. And I'm not giving because necessarily God's going to give back to me, but I'm giving because that's the pattern that, that God showed to us first. He gave and he didn't just give, he gave his best. So in this moment of time, it might be hard, but give the best you can. If you make cake, give someone a slice of cake. If someone, if you have clothes, if you have X, Y, whatever you have in abundance and abundance in your context, please be generous and give and God will bless you accordingly. Amen. Amen. And on that note, we're signing now. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. See ya. See ya. So you're